Welcome to iHeartGeek. And welcome to another episode of iHeartGeek. Now, let's I want to do a quick disclaimer before we start. We are talking about classy drinking with geeks. Now, we are <laughs> We're putting this out. We do not condone any type of underage drinking whatsoever. Um, you, you, if, if, you're watching, mm-hmm. if you're listening to this with your kids and they're too young, slap them across the head and turn this one off and go on to the next one. Um, pour them a drink and make them pass out, whichever. Yeah. <laughs> with that being said, we do understand that a lot of people geek out over their their fine alcohols and that's what we're going to be discussing today micro brews and really expensive whiskey i think is a lot of it i'm dub i'm here with tyler i'm here with todd and <gasps> carrie hey! Shows. we love you so much you were literally uh, our uh, first ever guest spot on the show uh, our first guest interview what an and- honor I'm so glad that you still come around because it's so much fun when you come on. Oh, I love it when you guys have me on. It's always a blast and a half. A blast and a half? And a half for sure. At least 0.5 of a blast. (laughs) So now I want to get this out before we start. Um, What we're going to be talking about is micro brews as far as your beers go. We're going to be talking about whiskey that's over $50 a bottle usually. Um, Just some of the, the finer aspects of the culture of drinking if that makes sense to everybody so right off the top what is the difference between what we're talking about which is you know drinking for that experience and drinking to get drunk and let's start with tyler on this one because i'd like to hear your thoughts Uh, on this well the main difference to me is you only require one thing and a high alcohol content um (laughs) Yeah, you know, I mean, you drink to get drunk. There's only one thing that matters, and that's uh, how much that alcohol gets in your system. There's no experience to it. Going out, there really isn't, other than maybe you get a couple cool stories that start with, "Well, there's one time we got a bottle of Jack." You know, (laughs) other than that, yeah, it's you can you can get a lot more out of um, sitting down with friends and maybe making an experience out of the actual drinking savoring yeah. something mm-hmm. you know check this out i found this up way up on a shelf that had dust on it let's give mm-hmm. it a go mm. you know or you can just enhance your conversations for the night by you know pouring a nice glass that everybody could sip on and yeah. you don't have to choke it down and it doesn't well, become a str- distraction you know what i really want to hit on real quick before i ask you guys is what you just said about you know the the collector the hunt if you will yeah. um Mm-hmm. thing with 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 nicer alcohols um that is very much going back to why do i consider this a geek pastime it's like finding a comic book it really or finding Absolutely. finding a collectible that you've been looking for it's just that that's part of the experience it's and like a quest it like, is a, they, i just i they just came out with a, and a lot of a, it's going to be personalized too yeah a hundred percent um like the seasonal beers that come out there's a couple mm-hmm. uh fall beers that i just love and i get like like my friends we call each other when they like appear on the shelves it's like dude meyer has it it's on an end cap get there now because mm-hmm. like it's hard to get and, uh, that's that's it's fun it's it's a it's a friendship builder and a conversation starter like tyler said yeah 
What about you, Todd? What do you think is the difference? There's a couple of differences in my personal opinion. The first, of course, is price. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Pabs blue ribbon, blah, 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 and you're done. <laughs> is can you? Uh, what 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 sound did that make again, Todd? What 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 happens when you drink a Pabs blue ribbon? I think you might be doing it wrong. <laughs> uh, if you're drinking like like a good Scotch, for example. Um, Generally speaking, you're going to be paying, you know, $65 a bottle or up. And so you're not one to chug it. Uh, and it's completely different in the, the, the consumption. Yeah. With a good scotch, you're, you're sipping to enjoy the flavor, the bouquet, the, the smoky after whatever. Uh, it, it, it tends to, the differentiation is price and speed, quite frankly. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually really good. Um, when when my wrong. <laughs> when, when my when my oldest son turned twenty one, I sat down. And I had a talk with him, and I bought him a really good bottle of McKellen's twelve. And you know, just this is this is your nice bottle. And I said, "Here's the deal: you should always drink the highest you can afford if you're going to go out and drink. Otherwise, you're just wasting the experience." And to me, I got out of the navy and I stopped drinking cheap alcohol. And, and it would be, it would be a lot more of a experience that I'd remember than just another night. Mm. And that's something I, I told my son, you know, if you're, if you're going to drink, you know, always buy the best you can afford. Actually, that would be the third difference is when you're drinking for the experience and not just to get drunk, you can remember the night. Right. (laughs) Anything worth doing is worth doing Uh right. (laughs) (laughs) So first thing I want to hit on is microbrews. Mm. Uh, beers and ju- more higher end beers. Now I'm a beer lightweight. I, I drink one or two beers and Todd brings me over really good beers and I like it, but I want to hear what we're going to talk about a couple things. First off, um, what makes a good beer versus a bad beer? And then we're going to talk about what is your favorite microbrew. So um, I know there's IPAs, there's stouts, there's, you guys can probably help me out on these because I say I'm kind of an amateur as far as beer goes. Orders. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Sockies, yeah, all that stuff. So we're going to have, well, let's do this a little bit one at a time. So what is the difference between a good and a bad beer? Let's start with Carrie on this one. Sure thing. Um, just <laughs> like a, I have this prepared. Mm-hmm. I was, I mean, I, this is why I got invited on Grand Rapids, which is really, really close to where I live. One beer city, USA, like a bunch of years in a row. And I mean, for me, like it, Honestly, like truly not to be sentimental, but it created a good amount of industry around where mm-hmm. I live and it created jobs and it created livelihoods and little startup businesses became huge. And then you can find their beers all over the country now. So it's really kind of a cool cultural thing, I think. Yeah. But microbrews, what makes a good beer a good beer, <clears throat> I think is as much the craft and knowing what goes into it and the descriptions and the names and just everything, like the whole experience of drinking a beer at a microbrew mm-hmm. at, at like the place at, at the bar itself. Correct. Um, and so like that is kind of the fun thing for me. It's not just getting a Bud Light at a bar somewhere. It's, it's, <laughs> I, I order a flight almost everywhere I go just to, just to a try flight? A flight, yeah. you said? Mm-hmm. a flight. So you get like a bunch of little samples and yeah. usually it's somewhere between like four and, and six samples. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, but they're like, it's a double shot, like right? four ounces. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Best and, way um, to find a new beer. 
Exactly. And that's, that's fun. So usually I'll order a flight and then try a couple and then I will get a pint of whatever one was my favorite. So that's, and then like, if the table does that in, well, pre COVID times, we could like share and like have Mm. a couple sips of each other's. And it's just, it's again, it's the event. Um, I'm an IPA girl specifically in the summertime. I I like my IPAs. Um, I don't like a super citrusy IPA. I like more of a piney sort of ginny IPA, if that makes sense. What makes an IPA, uh, India pale ale, what what makes an IPA? The reason they call it an IPA is because um, when they were shipping the hops from India, the way they had to store them, and this is what Mm -hmm. I've read, I could be wrong, but the way they had to store them kind of created that like fermentation, like kind of piney taste. Um, and then when they got to the country where they were going, they had a unique taste to them. So that's why they call it an India pale. Yeah. And then, um, so, so that's, that's, it's, it just creates a very unique taste and it's, uh, it's something I really like. It's like super bitter and I can totally understand why people hate IPAs too. It's got a little, Um, got kind of a little bitter back into it. It's an acquired taste. It's like getting used to drinking black coffee for sure. Um, but yeah, in the summer, mainly IPAs and in the winter, mainly stouts. I like KBS. I like, uh, there's a, there's a one founders puts out called backwoods bastard that I really like. Um, so yeah, just that's, that's kind of me. It's seasonal. Yeah. I like a good Amber in the fall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Todd, what about you, bud? What, what's the difference between a good beer and a bad beer? Ah, uh, price. <laughs> <laughs> it matters. It's so you like being told how much you're, how much you're going to enjoy this. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's little... entirely personal issue at this point uh like i said right at, at this point in my life i'm one of the old farts of uh i heart geek and so i've been around a little bit and drank a beer or two and uh but you know in the middle of the summertime when i'm doing something you know heavy construction with a buddy of mine or, or moving stuff when it's a zillion degrees outside i will drink that ice cold pbr and enjoy it absolutely dude i yes yeah, you have to have a. I was just gonna say you have to have like a utility beer if that makes sense. Like, yeah. Uh, around the house, uh, because I have a. My son is, you know, in his early twenties, and he has magically over the last couple of years decided that beer is actually delicious. So we go through it at pretty high speed here now, uh, and we're drinking Modelo as a regular. It's not really. A great, it's not a great beer. But it's a good utility beer. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And when you get to, again, when you get up there in age, you you know, you kind of have to watch your calories. So light beers tend to be <laughs> important. Uh, but it's, it's an entirely personal thing as to the difference between a good beer and a great beer. Hmm. There are great beers out there, which everybody will say, oh, oh yeah. Uh, Stone Brewery from San Diego. They, they make... Hmm great beers mm-hmm. uh really mm-hmm. uh there's a couple in town we've got uh hop nuts brewery we got big dogs draft house uh geez we got a list of we have a list of 49 microbreweries in las vegas yeah wow yeah now um i'll, I'll get back to that microbrewery thing in just a second let's let's hear tyler which what's your difference between a good beer and a bad beer um well, you know, it's all subjective because 
you know, like I said, it's acquired taste, like drinking black coffee. Some people spit it out. Um, me personally, the difference, the a good beer, it will just, and it, I, I'm not specific to just one style. I do enjoy IPAs, but then, you know, there's certain IPAs that I can't choke down. There's some of them I will savor. Um, mm-hmm. I prefer a porter because of the sweetness and the, the mm-hmm. chocolatey notes and everything. Um, but a good beer, it's it's almost going to be distracting when you take a sip of it and the, when it hits yeah. your tongue, the notes you get off of it. You know, that's just somebody put some time and some love into that thing and perfected a recipe. Mm-hmm. And it's you, you got to stop and really appreciate, you know, all that that went into it. Mm-hmm. And a bad beer to me is just we call them camping beers. It's anything that you can just you can take and just throw down because you wanted to catch a buzz and yeah, stick your key in the side and have at it, you know, (laughs) just, (laughs) (laughs) and and you get, you don't, you don't care if, if somebody drank them all, you know, a good beer. If, if there's only one left, people are fighting over it. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it, again, it's going to enhance the experience you're having with your friends because you can, you can sit there and talk about this thing you're drinking. And what what are you getting out of it? You know, I'm getting this. You know, I'm I'm getting this cherry and this vanilla. You know, what do you get? I'm not getting that at all. Actually, I'm getting. You know, it just gets real uh, complex, mm-hmm. and you know, it becomes experience all on its own. Which does lead us to the question: How much of your your beer experience is psychosomatic? Like, oh well, it it has notes of this and this, and so you're like, yeah, I taste that. Right. Truth be told, uh, a lot of people are missing a lot of everything. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Um when I when I order my little flights, one thing I remember my friends gave me a hard time once because I like kept I wanted to keep the menu so I could look back at it while I was t- I was sipping because I wanted to read and see like if I was anywhere close to like yeah. tasting the right thing. Um, but they're like, Oh, okay, you gotta read the menu. I'm like, Yeah, shut up. <laughs> it's like wine drinkers freaking, do it too. I paid you twelve bucks for this flight. I'm gonna enjoy it. <laughs> and did you have your pinky up while you were drinking? I did not have my pinky up. I gripped it like a freaking barbarian. No. I yeah. I'm sorry. This is why you keep. This is why we keep putting you on the show just because of comments. Uh, like that. <laughs> now, me personally, though, one thing because we go do the flights and everything too. We um we actually have some uh, breweries close by that are pretty pretty uh, nationwide. It's uh like Cigar City Brewing in Tampa. Oh yeah. I've um, heard of them. We've gone there numerous times and toured it and you know, gotten there. There's uh, array and. One thing we've noticed is you gotta you gotta stop with the fruiting of beer. Oh, I'm not gonna lie, I like it. Strawberry shortcake beer. (laughs) That's a little much. I appreciated what went into it because (laughs) it was a lager and it tasted like a lager. And when you swallowed, all of a sudden it hits you. Wait a minute, you know this literally strawberry shortcake. You know, no, it it was a strawberry. It was like eating a dessert. I'm like that's wild i appreciate that part of it but bro, really Ty- tyler i had one cake in a bottle come, come i had one yeah. one time like it's not fruit but it, it's like it was like close there was like a it was um a sweet potato pie porter and it was out of a little brewery in comstock park near me called uh called Perrin. now hold on a second hold on it was so it was this really dark porter very rich and it it came it, it didn't taste like 
a like a bite of sweet potato pie, but you could definitely taste like the hints of like brown sugar and like nutmeg a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it came when he brought it to the table, he had on like a like a bamboo skewer, he had a marshmallow. And right there at the table, he goes with like a one of those blow torches. Mm-hmm. And he like lit it on fire and Which set just it what in you the want beer. with your alcohol. Yeah. It was so cool. But he lit it on fire and like set it, like balanced it in the beer. And he's like, enjoy. And he, it was just like flaming in the middle of the table. And I was like, neat. I'm in. (laughs) And actually the beer itself was very good, but the presentation just was a storyteller. As far as those kind of beers, I don't know if you guys have had it. I, I know it's, it's a standard at this point, but the half Guinness half cider. Those oh, yeah. are I really enjoy those. It, it to oh. me it's a it's a nice balance between the two. And I know Carrie's giving me the side eye right now, no, but <laughs> I just I had a black and tan once to, and it was just not a fun time. So hold on, hold on, hold on. A black and tan is not what he right. I know it's not, I know, but it's similar. I don't mix Guinness with stuff. Guinness is Guinness <laughs> and cider is cider, and that's fine. Are you, you know? an only on St. Patty's Day Guinness drinker? Uh yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> I, have my, I have my other porters for the other times, but yeah, uh, yeah. I always days. make sure to have a Guinness on St. Patty's. So um, let, let's hit this before we move off of beers. Let me hear your personal ideal beer experience, your, your beer scenario. You go, you sit down somewhere, you, you have your beer, whichever beer it is you like. Tell me what your ultimate scenario is let's start with you on this one todd all right recently uh there's a a restaurant chain that's very popular in las vegas called the yard house uh you can actually get it yeah excellent beer there yards of beers you know the the big fluted glass that if you drink it wrong the 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 bubble end Uh. yes it's a great thing and uh Recently, we went there and I tried a new beer called uh, uh, Dragon's Milk. Yes, out in oh. New Holland, a Michigan brewery. Yeah, I, um, it came and it was kind of a dark amber-ish color. I was like, oh, okay, this has possibilities. Uh, we got our appetizers. I took the beer and I, I took a drink and I put the glass down and I went to grab an appetizer and it stopped me dead in my tracks. I was like, Oh, oh, mm-hmm. took another little sip, looked at it while I, you know, was experiencing the bouquet and the, the after and everything. And <clears throat> to me, that that is ex- uh, revelatory of, of the beer experience when yeah. you find a new one and it's so damn good that it just whops you upside the head and stops what you're doing and makes you think. Yeah, a little bit more of that would be excellent right now. You know? What a, like, what have I been doing with my life up to now? I know. <laughs> I'm so glad to finally meet you. The wasted years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tyler, let's let's hear about your scenario, your ultimate beer drinking scenario. Um, my ultimate beer drinking scenario. Uh, I would have to say, because I do enjoy camping. I do being, enjoy being outdoors and stuff like that. And I have a lot of bucket list places to go. So it'd be something, you know, finding, finally getting to visit one of those places, you know, maybe it'd be Moab, Utah or mm-hmm. something like that. And finally just getting to stop and sit on top of one of these big old rocks and just look out 
And of course, my wife would have to be there with me because we enjoy all this stuff together. And having my little cooler and I got my perfect little companion porter with me and just sitting there and not saying a word, mm-hmm. just sipping on that beer and soaking it in. Um, that's that's an ideal, you know, ultimate nice. experience for me. Carrie, what oh. about you? Not sure I can quite compete with Tyler's tableau. He just, <laughs> oh my God. He's going to feel guilty about it now. You know? um, honestly, like <clears throat> my ideal beer experience is when it's a celebration, when you're out somewhere with friends. And obviously we all kind of long for that now mm-hmm. more than ever. Um, and getting, you know, I think there's a unique joy and anticipation, like in the, when you're out like for dinner with friends and the meal hasn't come yet and you're all just getting there and you're excited. And then the flight of beers comes. And I, my favorite thing is when it's, when it's a good variety of colors and it comes and it's just like a rainbow of beers in this little flight and just starting to sip and being with friends. And I think it's simple, but honestly, that's mine. Nice. Side note real quick, Todd. New Holland in Grand Rapids, it's such a cool place. If there's any way you can ever get there, it's in like a, it's in like a big old building and they have like a big, like iron metal cast dragon, right? When you come in the door, cause dragon's milk is like there oh. and it's nice. huge and awesome. And it like, and it, it was an art prize entry several years ago. So it was I like kind of learned the hard way with dragon's milk. It's, it's an amazing experience putting it past your teeth and everything mm-hmm. don't drink too many no that's one of those yeah, higher it's, it's, alcohol contents huh? it's like 9.5 man it's, it's Ooh, like have, you might as well start milk, drinking whiskey soon there's also <laughs> they, dragon's milk white and i don't know if you can maybe get that they get dangerous are, but um but it's also very very good nice i'll have but yeah, yeah uh it's like two of them, and you're like, woohoo! The three of them, you're like, yeah. <laughs> three is not. Fun I think that's. I think that's part of why it took off like it did. You know, craft brew in the last what decade, yeah. it's just massive because people, you can have that high alcohol content, and back in the day, if you found that, it was just garbage. It was you know so much alcohol it's heat on it. But yeah. they made it an art and made it real enjoyable to sit there and get a real good buzz on, and mm-hmm. only one beer. And you disguise all that alcohol, you know, yeah. it's just people, mm-hmm. people sitting at these, at these, uh, pubs got to make a lot of money that way. Cause the more that goes down, the more they're yeah. going to spend, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> now, I, I agree with you that that's part of it, but I think that we're missing actually the most important thing that I think really launched the micro brews. And that was the Drew Carey show. That was a whole subplot buzz and beer, a buzz beer. I had never heard of a micro brew before that. And suddenly, after that show came out, everybody knew what they were. And I mm-hmm. think that's really opened a lot of people's eyes. Do you guys remember hearing about microbrews before that? I mean, I was, Not really. No. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm pretty of young. Alcoholic, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yes. Yeah, seeing that you could do it in your own garage, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, could, I could see that. Yeah. You know, people get turned on to it, and it just exploded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now let's, um, I'm going to split it up a little bit, and we're going to go to our listener feedback real quick. And now, let's see what all of our geek rock stars have to say. (laughs) 
Okay, so for listener feedback today, I just couldn't make Carrie read these, so I'm going to read them. Um, I hate reading <laughs> these. This is how much I love you guys. I am reading the listener feedbacks today. Um, say that again. Thank you for your sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it kind of is. I love y'all. This is this is really saying how much I love y'all. Okay, so let's start with um, from the show. Skeeter Thompson said, I love me an old fashioned or a black opal to very classy beverages. And you would look super cool. Would you make them? Ha ha. The black opal is the test drink. Uh, I make I make new bartenders make to see their skills. And a Long Island ice, a Long Island minus tequila, add a shambord. I don't know what that is. And it's simple and it's hard. Um, yeah. Okay. Shambord so, is like an orange liqueur, I think. Oh, so it's right. tang. It's tang and beer. Gotcha. A little citrus. <laughs> oh, Jonathan Cathcart said he really loves an old fashioned. Um, and he likes McKellen, 12 years or older. That's, I, yes. I get that. Uh, Nicole Smith said, as a military family, a shot of Glenlivet on Memorial Day for our fallen soldiers from over the years. Otherwise, we make old fashions and chocolate martinis for everyone on Christmas. I think that's a fun little tradition. It yes. is. You can only have very few of those, though. That's, whew. Yeah. hurting. Uh, from Kimberly Romine, she said, uh, I'm going to go out. I love a Long Island iced tea or craft beer at home. I love Moscow mules because they're tasty and easy to make. I, you know, I've been wanting to try one of these forever, and I've heard so much about them. It's that's just something that suddenly exploded over the last couple of years, but I don't go. You've out never had a Moscow mule, Doug? I haven't. You sound disappointed in me. Gary. I'm that very hurts. disappointed in you because it's like very, very easy to make, and you need to make yourself one. Okay, I, 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 I even, I even have the um, brass the mugs? cup, or the, the, the mugs. So I need to do it. Yeah, I'll, do, I'm gonna do that this weekend. Okay, House of R says Scotch on the rocks because Ron Burgundy and Don Draper drink it, which does go. say a lot. There's something about you know the people that you kind of look up to as quote unquote classy on TV. You kind of emulate their drinks a lot, like the like uh, James Bond with his uh, martini shaken, not stirred. That's a very famous drink because it, he made it classy. There's something cool about that. And um, let's do Jill's and then we'll. Um, sweet wines, they taste great with lots of different foods and it's very relaxing. Special dinner wine, rainy day wine, sitting at home with a good book wine. I get that. I wish I could drink wine. Yeah. And finally, this is my last one, I promise. This is Satomi because she said I had to read hers. While playing at the pubs with Killian's Angels, an all-female female Celtic rock band, she grew quite fond of Irish whiskeys, her favorite being Middleton. Uh, I got to cut this down a little bit. Other, other Irish whiskey favorites are uh, Tullamore Dew, the Le Prague, when I'm feeling the need for Pete. So I don't know those two particulars. Tullamore Dew is very good. But yeah, we had a metric poop ton of extra ones. But um, yeah, that's it for the listener feedback for today. Thank you all so much. So let's go back in and let's discuss real quick. We're going to go to our more classy mixed drinks slash on the rocks, straight up expensive bottles of alcohol. 
and when 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 I think, okay, well, I want to get a really nice bottle. The first thing I think of, I'm a McKellen guy. Um, it's got to be at least 12 years old. I like the double cask. It does make a difference. But I really like a a nice aged whiskey. I don't know what is your guys's go to single alcohol that you like. This is this is my go to. Um, Todd, what's yours? Always whiskey. Mm. Uh, whiskey oh, or scotch? <clears throat> uh, I'll drink either. Uh, it's it's a different experience. But my go to single is is whiskey. And I've found over the years that I prefer Irish whiskey. Yeah. It, it's so an, it's, for, for the price point, yeah. it's an outstanding drink. What about you, Carrie? Uh, I wish so much that I liked whiskey because it's really, really cool to like whiskey, but I like gin. <laughs> gin? <laughs> I like you don't gin look like you're 60. I'm no, just, I know. Oh, but I know I'm an old soul, but <laughs> no, I've had, um, so there's, uh, up north of where I live, we actually have a pretty decent wine country, um, and, uh, up in Northern Michigan. And they also have a few distilleries up there. And one of the things they make up there, like kind of exclusively is, uh, Traverse city gin. Um, and it's, it's exceptional. It's got like notes of like florals in it. And it's just like, it's got that, uh, obviously quintessential like piney yeah. taste but it's not like punchy in the mouth with it it's very subtle um very smooth and yeah i like gin nice you know gin gin is the only alcohol that i can honestly say no matter how badly i've abused it i have never had a hangover from gin ever See, there you go see hmm. she's a she's a gentle lover gin <laughs> <laughs> what about you tyler uh, my go-to, uh, I believe, will always be a sweet, smoky, smooth bourbon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Highly enjoyable. You can just relax with it and just end your week on a, on a nice note. Yeah. There's a lot you can choose from on the bourbon market. I mean, Absolutely. there's... Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And th- there's something about, especially when you're in the bourbon, the whiskeys... Um, just almost the the mythology behind these drinks that I think is just really interesting. The more you study, you know, how they're made, you know, you can't have the E unless it was, um, you, let's see, you can't have the E unless it's in a certain county, I believe, on the whiskey. Um, oh. every, everything else is the with the W-H-I-S-K-Y. Yeah. Like Irish whiskey, you'll look, there's no E on it. On anything that's out of Tennessee, it's got the E. And that's actually legally a difference. I have seen that difference, but I never knew why. That's really interesting. It's and just it's, like Scotch. It, it's not Scotch unless it's from Scotland, mm-hmm. theoretically. Uh, it, it's not Scotch unless there's peat involved. Realistic. Now, which one of you all knows the making process of Scotch? What does it mean to have peat? I have no idea. Peat is uh, a type of moss that okay. typically grows in Scotland pretty much everywhere. And nice. at the uh, flavoring process, they, they cook the peat. And the smoke that comes off of the peat gives the Scots the smoky flavor. Oh, okay. Huh. And then the, like the, the whiskey with I, the E, why it's so sweet is because it's made with the corn mash. Oh. 
that's cool. All and that's, cool things to know. And that's why, you know, the cowboy cocktail is so sweet and so easy and good. I mean, you don't make mm-hmm. a cowboy cocktail out of you know good whiskey. You do it out of crappy JD because yeah. it's nice and sweet right. and it's, and there's nothing wrong with it. That's your drink. That's your drink. You know, that's. And it comes with a little umbrella. Cowboy cocktails do not come with umbrellas. <laughs> they come with a hole. tiny cowboy hat, you jerk. You don't even know. It comes with chaps. <laughs> comes with a tiny, tiny six shooter. So now let, let's talk about our, these, these favorite alcohols. What makes the difference between a good one and a bad one, in your opinion? Um, let's start with Carrie. What is a good... I know you're going to talk gin. So what is a good gin versus a bad gin? Again, like I think a good gin, it has the, what makes gin gin, which is the juniper flavor, that piney kind of flavor, but it doesn't like over, that's not all there is in a good gin. Like often in a good gin, you'll also like, it's not a super good gin, but it's good ish. Like think like Bombay. Bombay, mm-hmm. you'll you'll taste notes of like anise, and you'll taste like just all kinds of different things, florals going on in that gin. Whereas uh, if you get my college gin of choice, five o'clock. <laughs> um, that sounds like o- you can get that a bottle for about four bucks. I will. It is not even on the second shelf up. Oh wow! So it's uh yeah, you got to get way down there anyway. Well, five o'clock gin uh, essentially tastes like you're drinking ethanol and then then also, hey, chew on some pine needles. That's that. And it's just it's just it feels different. In yeah, your mouth. it feels like oily and it, it's just it's just different. It's heavier or something. It's it's just strange. Fair enough. And you would never know if you didn't have the good stuff. A hundred percent. Once you've had the good stuff, it's like you really know the bad stuff. Oh, I have been drinking lighter fluid. Hmm. Yeah, well, is this butane? <laughs> sweet. I well, not nail sweet. polish. I think That's... I could take off my nail polish with this. <laughs> oh, we've all had a drink like that once or twice in our lives. Todd, what about you? What is the difference with a good whiskey? What's the difference between a good one and a bad one? Well, Karen made a great point. It's a uh, shelf level. Mm-hmm. In the, There's a reason top shelf is a phrase. The good stuff is on the top shelf and the bottom shelf is, yeah, yuck. Um, again, just like with beers, it's a, a personal experience. Um, I know people that when it comes to whiskey, I mean, they'll, man, they guzzle that old granddad like it's going out of style. And and that stuff, Jesus, you could pour it in the tank of your car and, and go for miles. <laughs> but... Uh, Again, it's personal experience. Uh, a really good whiskey to me, when it hits your tongue, it doesn't slap you in the face. It it like gives your tongue a hug on the way by, you know. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, some people have that experience with the cheapest swill you can think of. Um, I like to think that that I have some taste. So, uh, yeah, a a good experience is just that you put it in your mouth and you don't necessarily want to swallow it until you've gotten every last Mm -hmm. bit of that flavor that you're, you you possibly can. And and it's not a burn. It's a blanket. Yes. It's a big comfy hug on the tongue. That that's a, that's fantastic. I'm going to use that from now on. Tyler, (laughs) what about you? What's, what's your difference with your bourbons? Um, for me personally, I, it's it's the heat you get off of it with the alcohol um 
a good bourbon's not gonna use when you smell it in your glass it's not gonna burn your nose hairs out it's not gonna you know singe your taste buds um you know it's something nice and smooth that is you know people look at you and go wow this is dangerous bro you know um that's that's a good bourbon to me um some people go after that i know some people who will drink moonshine that you know, somebody's oh. uncle made or whatever, and they love it. They will sit there and just Moonshine sip cherries. it out of a jar. And that's fine, you know, and I've done it too, but it's it's not my go-to, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, you gotta have that, you gotta have that smokiness, that mellow, you know, kind of flavor, like Todd's head gives your tongue a hug on the way down. And <laughs> this is one thing that I noticed that price I don't think really dictates it as much. Um, because was- I have tasted some $200 bottle or $150 bottles, you know, that it had a lot of heat to it. It had a lot of alcohol heat to it. And it really took away from a lot what flavor could have been there. Um, and then I've had my go-to is like a $48 bottle of Woodford. And I love it. Not too much burn to it. It's got a lot of flavor, a lot of character. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't think, this one area that you know price is really not going to dictate it because companies can they can add certain things or whatever to disguise you know where they use subpar you know ingredients and everything well i I was watching a um documentary on you know the making of whiskey it's on hulu i think or netflix you'll find it um but they had they said that sometimes you can have a uh a whiskey that has been aged for 80 years and it will be the most incredible thing you've ever tasted and one barrel over at the same time everything else and it will taste like sewage so so with when when you're dealing with that older stuff you don't really know and that's why you know some people don't ever want to leave their jack daniels or whatever because you know what you're going to get it's always the exact same consistency Mm. but and i do understand if you're you know if you're you know, you got a, a blue label um, Johnny Walker and that's your high end. Awesome. But if you want to get, you know, a Glenn Levitt that's 50 <laughs> years old, it might be fantastic. It might be terrible, you know, and you're paying that much money, no matter if it's good or bad. So you don't know. Hey, rule here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a horrible person. So let's move on to our main event. Now it's time for. The main event. So to, for today's main event, we're not doing a top five. We're just going to kind of discuss um, microbrews and just regular drinks that we think if you're over 21, you should definitely try and have a wonderful experience with. We're not doing top five, so we're just going to go around. And when we're done, we're done. Um, so I want to... I want to, I want to um, I guess, preemptively say I like girl drinks, so you're going to hear a lot of that from me. I guess I love an apple teeny. I'm not going to lie. I don't care. I like it's, how also the only girl on the show today has been talking about gin and beer. And I know. Dubs I, over there like, I like girl drinks. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I'm, I'm straight up. <laughs> you like what you like. I do. I want to enjoy. Again, I want to enjoy my experience. If I don't like the taste of something, I'm not going to like it. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a balance to everything, but so let, let's, let's kind of go around a little bit and let's hear some of the drinks that you would recommend to people. Let's start, uh, Todd. Well, of course, 
early morning, first thing off, you've got a, a you know, <laughs> some good Irish whiskey, one plug in your coffee, it changes the entire. <laughs> <laughs> nice. They call that prop comedy. Good job, Tyler. Uh, you know, to start the day off, it's it's exceptional. Um, yeah. Another one is uh, coffee liqueur, like Tia Maria. Mm-hmm. One plug in your coffee, and oh, baby, that morning is completely changed. Yeah, I, I can't do alcohol in the morning. It's just one of those things. That's just me personally. <laughs> Say that again. I, it's because you're a big girly man. I'm okay with that. <laughs> How do you I'm get okay through work? That. <laughs> I drive, so you guys should probably be glad that I don't. <laughs> there we go. Okay, Carrie, give us a, give us a suggestion. Um, I mean, I gotta hate to keep harping on it, but I gotta recommend any beer you get in Michigan. Um, you guys can find an, any Bell's beers, any Founders beers. Um, I'm trying to think of another big brand that's from Michigan. Um, yeah. Those are, I mean, phenomenal beers. We grow hops here, like in Michigan. It's apparently like ideal hop growing country. Yeah. Who knew? Um, and uh, yeah, I, beers from Michigan are just better, man. Just better. Fair enough. Not just for breakfast anymore, too. So not just yeah. for breakfast anymore. Yes. There is uh, I, I, founders. I, I, founders puts out a beer called Breakfast Stout. Oh wow! And, uh, it's it's oatmeal, right? It's an oatmeal stout. It's, yes, it's. How I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler, give 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 us a suggestion. Um, like I said, I live probably hour and a half, two hours. I don't know why I look that way. Like it's right over there. Um, two hours away from Cigar City Brewing. They mm-hmm. put out a beer called Maduro that I highly recommend. It's a dark beer. It's got some sweetness to it. Very good. Very good. Um, if you are in Vegas, I highly suggest Sin City Brewing. Um, not only for the great beer, but you you buy the big old freaking glass uh, stein with it, and it's it's it, it's a good collector's thing if you're you know visiting. But they they have some very darn good beers. It's have yeah, except ember. Yeah, it's it's not 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 sweet, but not um not bitter. It's it's got a very nice balance. It's 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 someplace I'm very comfortable with. You can drink the whole stein and you're not bloated for a month. So I, so since city brewing, check them out, Todd, you got enough. Give me another one, bud. Well, um, you know, in deference to, uh, Carrie's gin, uh, which is always a good drink in a social situation. Uh, I prefer vodka martinis myself. Um, and funny enough, a, 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 uh, restaurant manager that, that my wife, Tracy and I were familiar with here in town, did a blind taste test for us, brought out a tray with two sets of four uh, vodkas in shot glasses. Mm-hmm. And he, or which he says, we've got absolute, we've got uh, Cattell, uh, Smirnoff's and what was the other one? Uh, oh, uh, goose. Gray goose. Yeah. And he said, let me know which one you like. And, and both of us took sip. Well, we, you know, knocked it back, <laughs> but dips. Big sips, yes. <laughs> and both of us said, you know, number three. And it turned out it was Smirnoff's, the cheap one. So, you know, again, it's a personal taste thing, but he, you know, the manager told us like 90% of the people he's tried this with chose Smirnoff's just because the smoothness, the flavor, blah, blah, blah. Uh, 
when you're buying a drink like a vodka martini, uh, you don't necessarily need to get the $18 martini because it's made with great goose. Mm-hmm. Go yep. with what makes you happy. It might be that $10 yeah. martini with Spearnuffs. Nice. Carrie? Yeah, I mean, I was just uh, praising what Todd said about the when you're going to be making a mixed drink. <clears throat> I think it's almost a sacrilege to make a mixed drink with a really good liquor. Like if you're going to, yes, yes, exactly. Like if you're going to be making a mixed drink, make it with, I mean, (laughs) from, from experience, don't use five o'clock. Don't use five. (laughs) (laughs) That's how they poison people in movies. Um, but if you do keep the open fire away, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Even the fumes. So, um, but seriously, like when you're making a mixed drink, make it with like a middle of the road of vodka or, or gin or whatever. But then if you're, if you're just sipping that thing, then get yourself something a little nicer. Fair enough. Tyler. Um, as far as mixed drinks go, I do recommend a well-made Moscow mule or my personal favorite, the Kentucky mule made with bourbon instead of vodka. <clears throat> very good if you get a high quality um ginger beer to make it with you'll mm-hmm. get that snap of the ginger and everything and um you know and just a mid-tier bourbon or something or vodka you know nothing crazy and you got that that lime and just it it really nice on like a summer day and you're hanging outside your barbecuing or something make a nice tall one with a bunch of ice you're good to go yeah yeah good call Okay, so we're gonna do one more round of this. Um, you guys can do what you want, but I want to actually give you a something to stay away from because so, someone suggested this to me. He said, "This is the most wonderful thing. You've got to try this. This is outstanding." And it's peanut, it peanut butter whiskey, and I have I oh no, I don't understand the appeal. Whoever told me that, um, I have words for you, and I think I've said those words to you. It's terrible. Don't just don't peanut butter whiskey bad. We pass that around campfires, man. Oh, my I recommendation is campfire. peanut butter whiskey. Oh, <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> I have oh. half of I have half a bottle of peanut butter whiskey in my I, house right now. Yeah, it's it's not good. It's yeah. Todd, <laughs> what what do you got for your? You, you can either do a, a recommended or unrecommended this last round. Each. Um, oh. Unrecommended is one hundred proof peppermint schnapps. It's, it's very sparkly on the tongue, and it's just a sugar bomb waiting to kill you. Um, yeah. it's uh, I used to carry a flask of it in my back pocket when we used to go skiing. Because you, you know, jump on the lift, and it's like, blah, 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 warms you up, and it gives you fresh breath. But Lord almighty, afterwards, you feel like 10 kinds of poop. <laughs> <laughs> now, one that I do recommend... But people usually give me a lot of guff for it. Is Jägermeister? Ah, guff, guff. Mm. Right. Uh, it's it tastes like black licorice, which yeah. I have. Uh, the my wife and I in our fifties are like the only people over the age of nineteen, evidently, who drink this. Uh, but it's uh, it's yummy, and it's a, a quick way to make your nose numb. Fair enough. Wow. <laughs> Carrie, what about you? Um, I guess 
uh, my go mixed drink. I like a gimlet pretty straightforward. I can either have like a gimlet on the rocks or sometimes I make a blended gimlet. I call it a Michigan winner. And you say it right. It's not yeah. a gym. No, it's not because I'm not stupid. <laughs> um, one thing I just, one thing I just can't get behind and I try one every year is a mint julep. I cannot drink a mint julep. Like I tried Kentucky Derby, get your mint julep. And I, mm-hmm. I've been to many Kentucky Derby parties here. We got mint juleps. I'm like, Oh, great. No, and I try it and just can't do it, bro. Just say nay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wah wah. Tyler, what do you got, bud? Um, well, my last recommendation would probably have to be my my go-to, my favorite on a Friday or Saturday night in a glass of ice would be Woodford Reserve Double Oaked. Not just the regular Woodford, but the double oaked. Oh, so good, so flavorful. You, know, you can just sit there sipping it for hours. What I don't recommend is hard seltzers. Stop. <laughs> no more White Claws. It's Zima. No Trulies. <laughs> stop it. Just stop. I, um, as a person with boobs, I have to disagree with Tyler respectfully, of course. <laughs> and, and that's that's fine. My wife. <laughs> well, maybe that's why I hate those things. I don't have boobs. That's probably it. Uh, well, well kind of. You're getting a little old there, Todd. They might Just give saying. them to you. Oh. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> so that is the show for the day, guys. Uh, this is fun. Go go, go do all our stuff. Uh, Carrie, where do people find you? Because you're awesome and people need to follow you. Like, uh, not a stalkery way, but yeah. Yeah, in a perfectly healthy way. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, my handle is at Carrie Scholtons, all one word. Um, I'm on a show called Dice Tales. It's on Twitch. We actually have a show coming up. Woo! Exactly. Our font is legally distinct from DuckTales and yet also very similar. Uh, we have a show <laughs> next Saturday night at 7 p.m. on Twitch. You can find us at Dice Tales Live. I'm also on a show on Monday nights on Mini Terrain Domain on Twitch, where I play D&D, and I'm a human female barbarian. It's rad. You should right join on. us there as well. We play at 8. And the fact that she just said time. rad, I mean, come on. That's that's pretty cool right there. There you go. That's so <laughs> Midwest. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, don't yeah. You, oh. Don't you know? Don't you know? <laughs> Can I go play them Dungeons and Dragons with my friends? So, yeah, go do the stuff. Do the liking and the commenting and all that other stuff. And until next time, I'm Dub. I'm here with Tyler and Todd and Carrie. Keep on geeking on, guys. You have been listening to the latest episode of the iHeart Geek Show. Make sure you visit our website at www.iheartgeekshow.com. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you check us out on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And keep on geeking on to all of you geek rock stars.